0: Today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022, and you are living under a tyrannical regime. American Gestapo storms Donald Trump's house in Mar-a-Lago. Did they have the right to do this? What happens next? Joining us on this program is Rick Grinnell, the former director of National Intelligence, an ambassador, and a veteran of the State Department. He knows, ladies and gentlemen, what's about to happen next. Get ready. Rick Grinnell joins us now.
1: Morning, guys. Certainly a day to remember here in the nation's capital. And if you ask Republicans, uh, not for a good reason. As President Trump's home, Mar a Lago, comes under siege by the Biden administration's Department of Justice with the approval of Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray. Now, in a statement, the former president said this These are dark times for our nation. As my beautiful home, Mar a Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group. Of FBI agents white house officials claimed they didn't know about the raid no really telling Fox News quote we did not have notice of the reported action and would refer you to the Justice Department for any additional information now for his part the former president who was on the stump for former Alaska governor Sarah Palin who as you probably know is running for Congress well he was doing that just hours after the raid on his home and he said this Thank you
2: very much. Uh, That's right. Another day in paradise. This was a strange day. You probably all read about it, but very important.
1: As news of the raid spread, supporters of the former president set up shop just outside Mar-a-Lago, showing their support for him.
0: American Gestapo. Do we even live inside of America anymore? We look across The countries of this world, and we look at tin pot dictatorships, whether it be North Korea or Russia or Nicaragua, and we say, wow, it's horrible when they go and persecute political rivals in dictatorships and in broken, failed states. We see this across Africa. We see this in the Middle East. We see this in broken, failed states throughout the world. And then you ask yourself, Wait a second. Doesn't our State Department actually put together a list of broken states that do this in the Human Rights Watch and condemn them? Isn't this something that we talk about day and night, that America is better than this? And you flip on social media last night, and what do you see? The same thing happening here. The American Gestapo, the American Stasi, going after political rivals at the behest of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is in charge of the DOJ. Joe Biden is in charge of the FBI. They are subservient to the executive branch. And Joe Biden is now persecuting, molesting, harassing, and breaking every conceivable standard of justice in this country to assault, harass, and harm his political opponent in 2024, someone who will kick his ass and wipe the floor with him, Donald Trump. It has enlivened the people of this country Donald Trump has 100 million supporters around the country and more so. We've done the numbers. A third of this nation supports Donald Trump, and those people are active and awake now. The Leviathan has woken up. A man who has been in charge of the FBI joins me on this program. A man who needs no introduction. The former director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell. A man who has overseen these corrupt institutions and knows them inside and out. The rot, so endemic and overseen by Rick, no one on earth could tell you more about what is properly happening inside of our nation's deep state than Rick Gurnell, truly a dragon slayer. And that's why I called Rick as soon as I woke up this morning and said, please come on the program and tell our audience what is happening. Rick, I give you the floor. Where were you? And what did you think the moment you saw this news break last night?
3: You know, I am I live here in California and I saw this news and uh, you know, once again, I have to say that it made me sad because I could see the implications for what's happening. You know, Benny traveled this country and this is a buildup over the last year where I've heard from first and second generation Americans across the board where they literally are the canaries in the coal mine for what is happening in this country. They left totalitarianism. They left authoritarian regimes. They know exactly what's happening when big tech, big corporations, big government all work together to shut down dissent. And that's what we're seeing from Washington. You know, they call it disinformation, but what they really mean is dissenting information. Look no further than the January 6th committee. There's not a single dissenting voice on a congressional investigation committee. Now, I worked at the State Department for 11 years, and when this stuff happens in other countries, we put it in the Human Rights Report, as you were referring to, and we call it out. We have lost our our global voice. We have literally uh, countries around the world, friends, allies, and others, who are watching to say, wow, if the United States is going to prosecute, investigate, criminalize, silence the political opposition, why can't we? Mm -hmm. This is a a really terrible moment. And, And I have to go back to the fact that first and second generation Americans see this like no other people. Our problem in this country right now, our fifth, sixth, seventh generation white liberals who have taught their children to hate this country, they haven't traveled the world, they pretend like somehow there's a, there's another place on the planet that is better than the United States. And I have to say to them, and I have to say to everybody who knows them, start educating them, start talking to them. I don't believe that if they left this country and they visited another place, that they're gonna be able to come back here and say that this is a terrible place. I bet you Brittany Griner right now is not happy With herself for bowing to the American flag, because right now she's desperate to get back under that American flag.
0: You have had a long and storied career inside of the State Department as an ambassador to Germany and also as director of national intelligence. There are very few people uh, online that would come on a program that would be better suited than you to dissect what actually happened here. Now, what I am seeing and hearing is, wait a second, this is the Congressional Presidential Records Act. Somehow Trump violated it, even though Trump is the chief executive and can decide what is classified and what isn't. There are 15 boxes that they could have just requested. The National Archives has actually visited Mar-a-Lago. In order to look at these boxes, they've been granted every bit of access. This smacks and smells of third world totalitarianism and tyranny in order to intimidate, humiliate and perhaps disqualify. Uh, And I'd like to get there as to the liberal fantasy of disqualifying Donald Trump not going to happen here. But but that's just me. I'm just a dude, right? I'm just a guy who follows the news. You actually did it which is why I think it's so valuable to sit back and let you dissect what's truly happening here. So that's the 35,000-foot perspective, Rick. Burrow down and show us what's going on inside the FBI. You oversaw the FBI. What's happening in those ranks right now?
3: Look, um, what, what we see is a deep state that is hell-bent on trying to find a reason to bar and ban Donald Trump from running again.
0: Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife, Nancy and Joe, run your bank account. Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside Side of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your Families' value, income, and savings, and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold, and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand, and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold info kit today and start learning about real value.
3: That's that's clear. That's what the January 6th committee was designed to do. And, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but all the legal scholars uh, have been saying that they don't have anything. There's no path to barring and banning Donald Trump. So now what they're doing is they're gonna go back and look at these 15 boxes and try to come up with a document that was classified that he took that they can then somehow bar. I've already seen liberals all over social media uh, quoting the section of, of US government regulations where it says that if you take classified information out, then you uh, you know are in violation and this is a felony. Well, the, the reality is, is that Hillary Clinton and the current national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, have already been through this. She blamed Jake for, Hillary blamed Jake for sending her classified information. And then it was just an oops moment and it all went away. Her home wasn't raided. Jake Sullivan became the national security advisor. He wasn't barred from government service. So this is the problem that we have when we talk about two tiers of justice, one for Republicans and one for Democrats. And this is what, I have to go back to this, this is what our new Americans, first and second generation Americans see very clearly as a scary tactic of the authoritarian left. And so now what what I can see very clearly is what they're trying to do is go through these boxes and they will absolutely try to come up with a case Uh, that says that he took classified information. There's two problems with this, Benny. One is that when President Trump takes anything that is inherently declassified, he can never be as president charged with taking classified information. What they're gonna have to argue is that he didn't do some sort of formal declassification uh, in order to take that. But I think that's a very shaky ground and it certainly is a very political ground and unprecedented ground. The other thing here to note is that, you know, the White House is already out there saying, "Well, we didn't, you know, officially know about this raid." And 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 I got to think, because I know how White Houses work, um, certainly nobody put anything in writing to inform the White House of this raid because they wanted to protect this White House. But I don't, for one minute, believe that Susan Rice and Ron Klain did not have a private conversation to know that this was coming and to give a wink and a nod. Hmm. There is no possible way you will ever be able to convince me that that informal wink didn't happen, but they will continue to be able to say, we didn't formally sign off and didn't formally know about this we were not made aware and that what they're meaning is by the formal channels and i would agree it would be really stupid for doj or merrick garland to formally alert the white house and bring them into this mess but because of the implications of what's happening there is no possible way susan rice is the most political person i know she understands what's at stake and she and Ron Klain are the co-presidents. Let's be honest with you. It's not Kamala Harris. (laughs) She's never been never been vetted by the Sacramento media. And so she rose through because of identity politics. And now we're all seeing the disastrous outcome of identity politics. And it's certainly not Joe Biden who can't put his coat on right now. And it's a really sad state where we're watching this old man really fumbled through life. And it's sad. Everybody sees it. Uh, President Xi sees it. President Putin sees it. Our friends and allies around the world are watching the same videos that we're watching. And this creates a a force within the world that the United States is not ready and not credible. They they don't have a credible threat of military action. It's a dangerous time for our country. And I, I think I'll finish with this. We better have Congress people who are uh, willing to, to stop just tweeting and stop just talking about issues and issuing tough press releases when they're up for uh, re-election, they have to take action. This is a crisis and we, the rest of us on the outside, I'm just a simple uh, citizen at this point, we have to raise our voices. I'll, I'll say this, gone is the day that you get to watch The Benny Show and, and watch all of these incredible uh, interviews from you and, and get all of this information and then turn it off and say, I hope somebody else is doing something. Yes. Because you, we can't have that. You're gonna lose your country unless you, you who are listening to this right now, decide that you're gonna raise your voice, maybe write a bigger check, but you have to get in the fight do something, talk to people and raise your voice because you're going to lose your country otherwise.
0: Yes. You brought up Congress and you brought up a wink and a nod from the White House to illegal or potentially political activity. This was exactly what impeached Richard Nixon. The Richard Nixon White House didn't directly sign off on Watergate. They winked and nodded about it. And then the president resigned. Do you think that this is Joe Biden's Watergate? Will this bring down the regime?
3: I will say this, that I'm very concerned about the precedent that this sends. Uh, I don't believe that uh, we should ever go after the president's um, team around them. Uh, I think that that's confidential information and that should never be crossed. The Democrats have crossed it. They have created this instability. And um, I, I just, I hate the precedent that they are sending, the rules that they change to create new rules. Um, but Republicans have to fight. We have to uh, fight back. And that's what one thing that Donald Trump just did. I, I, in all of the mess yesterday of everything that's happening, I just I have to give a, a, a tiny little shout out because um, I filed in Virginia court a defamation lawsuit yesterday against Olivia Troya, who used to work for Mike Pence, who took to social media and literally said, That I, Rick Grinnell, tried to get Mike Pence to go to a white supremacist event, that I pitched him and and tried to get him to go. Couldn't be further from the truth. I'm tired of people who who say, uh, you know, who who give attacks like this, baseless attacks. And, you know, I would have let it go because I let everything go um, so much that when I'm attacked, but the left started to write multiple pieces about the fact that I invited Mike Pence to a white supremacist event. This is, this is outrageous that they get to say this. You know, they, they, they label everybody that disagrees with them a racist, sexist, homophobe, or the new one, a Russian agent. And, and you're, we're all one of those things. And, and I've decided to fight back. So I filed in court and uh, she's on notice now that I will see her in court.
0: Good. Well, I hope that you get Johnny Depp's lawyers and I <laughs> hope that you get Nick Sandman's lawyers and, uh, Godspeed with that. I think you can donate to Rick through the cash through cash Patel's, uh, foundation, uh, foundation Maybe, yes. or organization. Yep. Yeah, okay. We class. encourage you. We encourage you to do that. We must fight against these, against these lies and slanders and the people who are so morally weak that, and so mentally weak that they get captured by the corporate DNC left. That is a homunculus with the corporate media. They're one and the same. It is the same vertically integrated uh, organization. That's why we go so hard against corporate press on this channel. That's why we are totally independent. Rick Rennell, you're totally independent here, uh, but you did work for Donald Trump. Have you called Donald Trump? Have you spoken with Donald Trump since this happened?
3: I haven't spoken with him since yesterday. I speak to him regularly multiple times a week. Uh, I wanted to give him a little time I'm sure that there's still some fallout uh but let me let me just state this the I just saw him uh on Saturday um and you know he's in a great mood he's very focused and I personally believe it's just my personal belief but I personally believe that he will be running for president and he is completely focused on finishing the draining of the swamp and I couldn't be more
4: supportive
0: Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at the Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of the Benny Show and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America. And for just 30 bucks, you can get talk text and data on America's best. Network And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran is their ceo man they want america to win and you will win if you switch to pure talk today use the code benny to get 50 percent off do you believe that congressional republicans may lead to and this action may lead to an impeachment of merrick garland christopher ray i mean it should
3: We're, we're over time this this episode is just the latest it's not the the point where all of a sudden we decide to uh, impeach them. This is a growing concern. You know, my, my dealings with FBI and DOJ, there are a lot of FBI agents and DOJ officials who are very good people, who are very concerned about what's happening. When I went through the declassification process and the leadership were trying to, uh, you know, come down on me and pretend like I was releasing sources and methods, I went straight to the individuals whose names were on the redaction. And I asked these FBI officials, why did you redact this information? It doesn't seem to be a source or a method to me. It seems to be something that you're just trying to cover up the uh, FBI's reputation. It seems like a PR exercise. Mm -hmm. And uh, Benny, they agreed with me. These individuals (laughs) who were mid level FBI agents who had their names on the redactions, uh they said I, I actually didn't redact that i don't believe that this is a problem my bosses did wow. And so what was really evident to me when i walked out of doj and i decided to declassify this i was supported by rank and file doj and fbi officials it's the corrupt leadership the political leadership they have politicized these organizations And if you believe that we should have a fair justice system, then we must clean out these leaders. It is high time that they go and face punishment.
0: The FBI serves at the pleasure of the president. It is an executive order. It was established by an executive order. It could be undone by an executive order. Is the FBI irredeemable? Should the organization be started over? I don't need to read you the long list. I don't need to read you the long list. But this is, as you said, overtime, one of so many different slights against the rule of law in this country.
3: Yeah, I, I think it is redeemable. We have to be able to improve its reputation. And I spent a long time with intelligence officials uh, and leaders of the intelligence communities um, in all of the intelligence agencies. Uh, I, I told them that you do not have the faith of the American people right now. You, you've you said things like, if we move our embassy to Jerusalem, there's going to be World War III. Not only was there not World War III, but we actually created world peace through the Abraham Accords. And so I think that when they get it wrong, they need to absolutely be held to account. And so I was pushing the agency heads to say, um, own up to your mistakes, come clean. That is the only way you're gonna improve your reputation. And let me just say this, this is a little bit, never said this publicly, but I believe this since we're talking about China and Taiwan a lot. The reality is, Benny, that the China team within the intelligence community is ill-equipped afraid and lack courage hmm. i know this team and they're timid they're late they uh, allow the russian team which is highly political and quick and overly zealous and reckless at times they the intelligence team running russia is is way more loud and political than the china team and i i have tried to suggest that the russia team remove the political players within that team and that the china team do something different so that they're at the forefront of what's happening and that they get better uh, analytics but the reality is that the china team is lacking and we're suffering as a nation because of it
0: What would you advise a member of Congress who has oversight in January 2023 to do about this issue? Rick, I think you are uh, pragmatic enough to understand that this is the base issue. You are so tied in with the base. You're so good on the stump. I've seen you work a room. It's incredible. We really hope that you run for office someday. But you are so tied in with the people who matter in this party, which is the grassroots. And you know, we talked about this earlier, you know that this is going to be the animating issue for the rest of the 90 days up until the midterm. And then people are going to want action, as you said. So what would you advise them? Let's say you got a call from Jim Jordan, you got a call from McCarthy, who lives down the street from you, and they said, what do we do?
3: So, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I think it's really important to get out of Washington, to not be there, not living there, not have your church there, not having your social life there, uh, because the rest of America is so different and we hear different things. So I, I try to uh, ne- never live in Washington, DC. I've lived in a, there for a very short time when I was DNI, but I like to take jobs where uh, I, I'm not in Washington. I hate the place. I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's an echo chamber that is not good for America. So I would say two things to them, stay out of Washington as much as possible, get out, go home every single weekend. And the second thing is, is spend time with the agencies, get to know the individuals. And I don't mean the leadership, but uh, if you're someone who is allowed to do oversight of the intelligence community, then you get to go in and understand the programs, meet with the China team, meet with the Russia team, meet with the Israel team, understand what's happening and pressure uh, you know, you're gonna get a lot of uh, pushback from the, the uh, congressional representatives at each of the agencies to say, oh, go through us and schedule meetings through us, but that's a bunch of baloney. Go str- and I tell ambassadors this all the time. You don't have to go through congressional relations at the State Department. Go and do it yourself. Get in there. Don't allow them to come up with the people or the conversation or the topics. You have to spend time. This is not an easy thing to understand the intelligence world. And I will finish with this. I'm I'm a guy who's pretty positive and tries to stay focused on the glass half full. I have already heard from a number of members of Congress and senators who are going to be on the intelligence committee committees or in leadership. And they're asking me, What I need, what do I need to do? What can I do now? How do I educate yes. myself? And yes. I, I just say spend the time, get to know the agencies, don't go through the leadership. And and understand what's happening, and uh, therefore you can have a huge
0: impact. And you would advise you would advise impeachment and harsh oversight of Ray and Garland.
3: I think that there's no question that Chris Ray is uh, absolutely um, someone who needs to be impeached. He he should have been replaced. It's uh, it's so obvious. Um, he's dismissive. He's been at the. Uh, FBI too long. Everything that's a problem at the FBI, he views as a PR image for himself. He can't separate himself, and so everything is over classified to protect the image of the FBI because he thinks that you know that's that's helping him. He's just too close. He's got pride of authorship, and he can't separate himself from the problems at the FBI. And that's not how the FBI agents feel. Uh, They all, I shouldn't say they all, but many of them that I know want him gone, Uh, but they're trapped and they're trying to be loyal uh, bureaucrats. And um, I do believe actually that, that FBI officials and DOJ officials should implement what the leadership says. I don't believe that people should go rogue, but if you can't, then you resign, right? If you can't do the job then you have to get out. But uh, what's clear is that we do have a whistleblower process and individuals who decide that they can't take it anymore should take advantage of the whistleblower process.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Really quickly here, uh, circling back to what you said about the wink and the nod with Susan Rice and with Ron Klain and the culpability of the Joe Biden White House as it pertains to this. Do you expect congressional oversight to pull ron Klein in I mean, republicans are looking at like 70 seats here and a dominant majority in the house do you expect ron Klein to be brought in and asked about this under oath do you think that this could eventually spiral its way up to uh the highest offices in the white house well look
3: i think that we go back to the precedent that's been created here by having donald trump's advisors hauled in front of committees to talk about what information or advice they gave the president of the United States. I'm against that. I think it's a terrible, terrible precedent. But the precedent has been made by the by the Democrats, and they can't be surprised when others are going to rise up and say, well, now it's your turn. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, In the Trump White House 2024, you said he's going to run. Trump obviously is a massive Rick Grinnell fan. Trump obviously, he's been on the record, I think, saying one of his biggest mistakes was not bringing you in to DNI sooner uh, and having you there in Washington uh, at his flank. And so clearly you would get say in a new administration. Can you tell us, uh, would a new Trump administration, given these rules, be reopening and relooking into Hillary Clinton's destruction of classified material. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's criminal dealings. Let's say the Republican Congress can't get it done with a Biden DOJ. Would a new Trump 2024 White House look into this for the American people?
3: Well, let, let, let's see. Uh, I will say this though, Benny. Um, you know, I, Again, I worked at the State Department for 11 years and I'm all for treating people fairly and all for uh, having the, the same rules for both sides, okay? when when the right tried to get access to Hillary Clinton's emails, they were shut down. Hmm. But I will tell Hmm. you that within three months of me leaving the State Department, a left-wing gay publication in Washington DC petitioned for my emails, and they got three batch loads already. My emails from the State Department during my days as DNI and ambassador to Germany were given to this left wing publication within a year, before a year was up, before I was gone for a year, they received batches of my emails. They at the State Department in the US government do not play fair when it comes to Democrats and Republicans. I think this is outrageous. And until we show them that we have to play fair, And that when they make
0: new rules, that those new rules apply to them, I don't believe that we're going to fix the system. So you're saying yes, you're saying there's a potential to just reopen if you're going to make this all about classified information. You're saying yes, given the standards of the Democrats, we could we could hypothetically reopen Hillary Clinton's destruction of classified materials.
3: I believe that if you're going to release my emails and others emails within the year that you got to apply the same standard to Hillary Clinton
0: hmm. Jeffrey Epstein's little black book and so on and so forth.
3: Look, for government officials, I think that it applies. And, you know, I'll leave non-government officials and their information to others to work through. But we do have a process and they should look at all of that.
0: hmm. Final uh, question for you, uh, Rick. What does a Trump 2024 White House look like? You are clearly one of his top advisors. He really does trust you. I've seen you both behind the scenes. He really, really thinks probably the highest of Rick Cornell as anyone in the previous administration. And You clearly have the president's ear. And so what would a 2024 Trump administration, not race, Trump administration be accomplishing?
3: Look, I've talked to President Trump about, uh, you know, the 2020 race, for instance, and what uh, we would have done differently. And I think there's an admittance that uh, when it comes to hiring within the Trump administration, what we didn't do uh, very well was understand that all the way down in the agencies, not just that the cabinet secretary, not just the White House, but, you know, the deputy assistant secretaries of this and that all of those individuals political appointees need to be people who believe in the mission and uh, i i don't believe that we were able to do that from the beginning and, and you know look i chalk it up to donald trump as the outsider as the ceo as somebody who came from business business people believe that when you're running a company and you've got to get the c-suite right you've got to have your team in the c-suite in uh, in, in 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 and around the CEO, and I think that uh, when you apply that to Washington, that meant the White House. Get get every get your loyalists at the White House, and there was an uh, erroneous assumption made by some that the uh, agencies would follow just by sheer fact that you hired somebody and and now they're going to be loyal to you and i don't think that that's true i think that there's a different loyalty test especially for outsiders like president trump and by the way for any media that are going to watch this and completely spin this as you know they always call me the trump loyalist but they don't call susan rice the you know obama biden loyalist there should be an assumption that if you're going to work for the president you're gonna be loyal to the mission. <laughs> okay. and, and the idea that somehow it's a bad thing on the Trump side, but you know it's not said on, on the Obama side is, is truly another double standard and it's outrageous. But for anybody listening to this, I believe that if you work for the US government, you should be all in on the mission. And if you can't be working for the president and his mission or her mission, then get out get out of the way. This isn't, this shouldn't be guaranteed employment for the rest of your life where you get to do whatever you want. No one voted for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, yeah, you're right. Nobody voted for them. People voted for Donald Trump. and I think people, more people are going to vote for Donald Trump. I think that this is going to enliven and awaken no the Leviathan. As he's you stronger,
3: said. He's stronger than he ever has been. And, and I see it all the way here to California.
0: Wow. Just amazing. Speaking of getting out, please get out of California, Rick, while you still can, please. I can't. We're
3: going to leave this place. It's an amazing, it's an amazing state. It's the best state. We're just really governed poorly right now. We're going to fix it.
0: Well then run for governor. Damn it. Rick, we pray for you every night. Please Lord protect Rick. He's living in California. We are worried. Thank you so much for being on the program. Truly inspiring and insightful uh, to our viewers. And we deeply appreciate your time. Anytime. Good to see you. So you've just heard there Rick Grinnell, who is saying, and this is shocking news, saying that he is going to advise Congress to impeach Christopher Ray. He's going to advise, he's going to advise Congress to look into Merrick Garland and to drag in members of the White House and in a Trump 2024 White House that you could see the reopening of the hillary clinton destruction of classified materials did you hear that that is massive breaking news there from rick grnell that a man who would probably be inside serving as cia director or director of national intelligence uh, uh formally because he was informally serving he was the uh, uh, acting director but he was not senate confirmed yet rick grnell who would be the acting director of national intelligence saying yeah Maybe it's time for us to look back into Hillary Clinton's classified information. They've made the rules, ladies and gentlemen, and the people are pissed. They've had a belly full of it. They've had enough. One of the greatest populists of our time, Steve Bannon, was on Fox News last night, and he said as much. Steve Bannon saying that the White House is culpable here, and I want to make a point here before I play you Steve Bannon's clip that we thought was just fire from last night, is that if the White House knew about this, then you're looking at Watergate 2.0. You're looking at a new Watergate. If you're not a historian or somebody who studies politics, Watergate was possibly something you lived through. Maybe you were a small kid if you're watching this and Watergate was happening. Maybe you weren't born yet. I wasn't born for the next 13 years. Watergate happening in the early 70s. And so what you have here with Watergate is a situation where there was a wink and a nod by the Nixon administration to go in and assault your political opponents, and to destroy them. They raided the DNC, G. Gordon Liddy, a team went through and they were behaving in a manner that ultimately was wound up to be criminal and the White House knew about it, Nixon lied about it, and Nixon resigned. He would have been impeached. Barry Goldwater, actually, the senator from Arizona, sat down with Richard Nixon and said, you're going to be impeached. The numbers are not in your favor. You need to resign now. And Nixon resigned. And so when the White House knows about something and they're attacking their political opponents and they're abusing the systems of justice that they oversee because Joe Biden oversees the DOJ, Joe Biden oversees the FBI, Joe Biden oversees the apparatus of federal law enforcement, it is under the executive and the privilege of the chief executive, then you have a situation where you can drag those people into Congress and you can say, what did you know? And if they lie, then you can work your way up to the presidency and see the cover up, and then you can impeach Joe Biden. Steve Bannon saying as much last night, go. Well, well, you know, I gave this speech, the keynote
3: address
4: at the Kettleman's Ball CPAC on Friday night. I said, we're at war, we're at a political and ideological war. And they've obviously weaponized the, the Justice Department uh, and this had to be approved by Ryan Klein This had to go up to the White House to be approved. Absolutely.
3: Anybody saying it didn't is, is a liar. This had to go up the chain of command, through Merrick Garland, to Ryan Klein, at least, and, and, and Ray and these guys. But look, here's the thing.
2: This is about pure power politics.
0: Pure power politics. This is what Steve Bannon is saying. Steve Bannon worked inside the White House. Steve Bannon was the master architect of Donald Trump's successful 2020 20. Uh, 20- 2016 race for the White House. Steve Bannon knows Donald Trump very well and he knows strategy better than any man alive. Steve Bannon saying the White House knew about this and the White House is culpable in this. It's time for Republicans to get serious and to start chewing away and start gnawing away at this rotted, diseased temple of the Joe Biden administrative state, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody who's worked for the CIA, somebody who's worked inside of the, uh, what you would call the deep state, A man named Buck Sexton, a friend of the show, Buck Sexton, was on last night Fox News talking about exactly what was happening inside of the deep state and where they're going next and how how you combat them. We thought it was a very important clip.
1: Go. You're going into the home of a presidential candidate. Uh, He hasn't announced yet, but everybody assumes he's running for president. And this is after they went after his campaign with wiretaps and other federal investigative raids. This is insane, Buck.
4: Jesse, it almost feels like a preemptive coup. We've heard so much about the insurrection and the coup, but this is preventing, this is meant to prevent Donald Trump from being able to run again I think everyone's very aware of the fact that Democrats have been preparing and they've been talking about this for quite some time and the notion that somehow suddenly there's this great need to go around all the cooperation, all the agreements, all the documents, everything that has been given up to this point for a raid on the former president's residence. I mean, I I don't get upset or rattled easily about politics in this country. I know you don't either. This is the Rubicon being crossed. This is something we've never seen before. This is something that is outrageous. And the usage of the FBI in this way is really the nail in the coffin for so many Americans as to whether you can trust the FBI or trust the DOJ, clearly not on
0: political matters. Clearly, clearly not on political matters. And ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we cannot trust the FBI and the DOJ is because they have looked the other way in various cases. But... These cases, of course, always implicate Democrats and their donors, whether it be Hillary Clinton, whether it be Hunter Biden, or whether it be Jeffrey Epstein. Now, we have breaking news here that the judge who signed off on this warrant is Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. Ladies and gentlemen, can you tell me what is his name here, ALX? Can I get his name and information? He's Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. This man defended Jeffrey Epstein. He became a judge in Florida. Uh, uh, uh. Shock, shockingly this should of course bar you from ever practicing legally again uh and this man net is the one who signed off on the fbi's search warrant search warrants have to go to a judge the fbi has to present their case as to why they need this warrant the judge has the final say as to where and how these search warrants are applied and what scope you can go in and if you lie to a judge then you are the one criminally culpable so the question is did the fbi lie to this judge is the FBI the one who is lying about what they have and what they don't have inside of those boxes at Mar-a-Lago? Because these are a big deal. Bruce Reinhardt is the name of the judge. Bruce Reinhardt is a man who is the federal judge inside of Florida that signed off on this. And he was Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. Again, we cannot repeat it enough. How deep does the sewer go? How low do the rats live? Is this a revenge tour? for the Jeffrey Epstein crew, for the Bill Clinton crew, for the people who protected Epstein and the the honeypot that he was running. What's going on here? This is the time from the Daily Mail judge who signed off on FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago mansion represented Jeffrey Epstein and his pilots scheduler and uh, against the sex slaves that they were running. He donated $2,000 to Obama, so he's an Obama donor and a Jeffrey Epstein defender. These people are rats, they are scum, and they need to be dragged out of the sewer for all of us to see. Ladies and gentlemen, people are getting sick of it. One of the people who's getting sick of it, and he was on fire last night. If you know Eric Trump, you know that Eric Trump is a pretty kind dude. He's a businessman. He's chill, man. If you hang out with Eric Trump, he's a chill dude. He sent my wife and I a bottle of wine from the Trump vineyards when we had our kid. He's a... Good dude. Eric Trump is a relaxed homie, okay? Eric Trump is not a firebrand. Eric Trump is a businessman. He manages and operates the Trump business. And so Eric Trump has a very cool head on his shoulder. Not last night. Let me tell you what. It's watching stuff like this happen that makes people like Eric Trump finally snap and finally say, hey, for the first time ever, I'm telling my dad this on Fox News. You need to run for president. And you need to destroy these people. Eric Trump, take it away.
3: And that Donald Trump is poised if he wanted it, if he decided to hop back on that stage and wanted it, they know he's poised to win. And guess what? That threatens them. That threatens who they are. And they will do anything they can to take him out, to take me out, to take Don out, to take Ivanka out, to take our family out. They do it every single day. They do it at a state level. They do it at a federal level. The FBI does it. They subpoena us. They make our lives hell, every single day because they are threatened by Donald J. Trump. And honestly, I hope and I'm saying this for the first time, I hope he goes out and beats these guys again, because honestly, this country can't survive this nonsense. It can't. This is not who we are. This is who Venezuela is, Sean.
0: The country is saying no. Last night, hundreds of Donald Trump supporters showed up within one hour of the announcement of this raid at Mar-a-Lago. Hundreds of supporters for the president showed up at Mar-a-Lago and stood outside. They are still there to this very day. We have footage of the deplorables, as they have been called, the America Firsters, the people and patriots and based that are going to save this nation. You were there with them digitally. Perhaps you were there personally. Let us know. We're putting comments on screen, on screen. Greg Ellis says they just made Trump nation bigger. He's exactly right. Greg Ellis, you're going to love this clip. Check it out. What's amazing there is that you can see the flags of multiple Cuban nations, multiple Caribbean nations up at that rally. Let me explain to you my neighborhood here in Tampa. Tampa has a massive Cuban population. Tampa was the number one landing spot for Cuban nationals fleeing communism. My neighbors are Cuban. The place I go get my coffee is Cuban. I speak with Cuban nationals, first and second generation that escaped communism every single damn day. Every day, I'm speaking with somebody who is the daughter of, the son of, or the very Cuban national. They're they're old at this point. Castro died. He's rotting in hell. But they fled Castro. They remember Fidel Castro. And those people remember that this is exactly what Fidel Castro would do. Do you want to know why Latinos are coming to the Republican Party? This is why. Do you want to know why Latinos in mass are going to be voting Republican? Because Latinos, whether you're leaving Nicaragua, Guatemala. Panama or Cuba, you remember what tyranny looks like. You know that this is what a fascistic state does. It is fascism by definition. That's why we were thrilled this morning to hear Rick Grinnell say, yo, yo, we're going to go after Hillary again. I hope we got that clip, baby, and put it up. Clip it and put it on Twitter. Rick Grinnell saying, you want to put this stuff back on the table? You want to put classified documents back on the table? Yo, Hillary Clinton, preserve your records. Of course, (laughs) she wouldn't. But these are the kind of malfeasance that we must now investigate. You want to make the new rules? Fine, Clintons, we're coming for you. And when a Republican administration cleans house of the DOJ and you have a brand new slate of people looking at the evidence before them on Hillary Clinton, you're going to have a new America. And by the way, let's open up Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Summer Scott says, I stand with Trump from Facebook. Summer Scott, we are with you. You have just made the Trump and MAGA movements and the movement of deplorables and real people in this country bigger. The Cuban nationals who are working class people who are the plumbers and the gardeners and the coffee shop owners and the little entrepreneurs here in Tampa, Florida, those people who work with their hands. They are disgusted by this. And it's not a political issue. It's not because they're Republican or Democrat. It's because they've seen communism and authoritarianism at its face and inside of their homes in Cuba. They are so hard red pilled. They are so based because they know that there isn't a party. It's just fascism. Fascism is just fascism. It's not Republican or Democrat. Fascism and authoritarianism is just pure evil. It doesn't have a red or a blue color. It's just evil incarnate. It doesn't march under a flag. It is the fall of humanity. It is the fall and fallen nature of individuals and human beings who have a propensity to be Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, fascism. You have something that I don't have. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to take it because I can. That's fascistic. And that is exactly what Joe Biden is doing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the people see it. They've seen and watched Joe Biden do this himself and say right now that he's planning on putting his political enemies in prison. Oh, you don't think, oh, Benny, Joe Biden would never say that he's going to put his political opponents in prison. Watch him do it on Jimmy Kimmel. Nigh on three weeks ago, Jimmy kimmel had joe biden on and was using a metaphor about monopoly and joe biden said i'm gonna put all of my political enemies in jail go do often get
2: asked, look the republicans don't play it square why do you play it square yeah well, well guess what if we do the same thing they do our democracy will literally be in jeopardy well I mean, yeah
4: I'm not a joke And I I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? You've got to send them to
2: jail, uh, you know, (laughs) know,
0: there's that little box directly to jail. There he goes saying, hey, I got to send them to jail, baby. This is what I got to do. I'm going to send them. To prison. This is what Joe Biden is saying. Nicole Hennessy says my mom and dad were born in Poland and she escaped communism. Nicole Hennessy knows. Nicole Hennessy here commenting from YouTube saying my mom and dad was born in Poland. She escaped communism. You can see her there, her avatar and name on screen. And Nicole, thank you for watching. Nicole knows. People like Nicole understand. People who've escaped totalitarianism and communism understand how powerful it is. And the only way to smash it is a populist movement controlled and decentralized by the people. It's why we'd like to ask you for something right now. We would never, ever, ever in Joe Biden's economy and never will ask anyone for a donation or money or anything like that. We will only ever ask you to support us for free. And the way you could support us for free is simply to like our page. If you're watching right now, like our page, share this video, and follow our podcast. The podcast link will be tagged and pinned inside of the description. This is how we grow our movement. That's the only free, simple thing that we would ask. Nicole understands because the way that you smashed the Berlin Wall was simply to storm communism. The Berlin Wall fell not because the people had guns or bigger tanks or bigger artillery. The Berlin Wall sure as hell didn't fall because George H.W. Bush was strong enough to bring it down. No, George H.W. Bush probably wanted it to stay up forever. George H.W. Bush signed the deals with the communist Chinese. Ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to go on a tirade against the Bush family, but yo, you want to talk about some of the worst people, some of the worst people to ever claim the name Republican. The Bush family was here to put our base to sleep. That's what the Bush family was. The Bush family were the people standing above you with the pillow while you are sleeping to try and suffocate and to keep our base, the American people, the populace asleep and to subside us and to do these kind of evil things that grow the administrative state and that grow the federal state and that grow the federal budget and engorge, engorge the unelected bureaucrats and the unelected deep state with power. That is exactly what they did. Truly evil family. And, it, and, it, and I, you know, I disavow any support that I had for them as a young kid. I didn't know any better. But ladies and gentlemen, the Berlin Wall fell because people rushed the wall. The Berlin Wall fell because masses of people stormed communism. Because t- tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe a historian can let me know in the comment. Hundreds of thousands of people stormed the Berlin Wall and the communist guards gave up. They had been broken. They had no more will to fight. The people overwhelmed them. And that is precisely what is going to happen here, ladies and gentlemen, because the people are going to be so enraged at the double standards, it's not double standard, and it's not hypocrisy. We never say the word hypocrisy on the show and the word hypocrisy is banned. Is banned on my team, on the Benny team. On team Benny, hypocrisy is banned. Reason why is because it's not true. It's not about hypocrisy. It's about hierarchy. That's what communism is always about. So what statism is always about. Nicole understands it. People who've experienced communism understand it. If you've experienced communism or someone in your family has, shout it out in the comments. We'll try and put it up on screen. The people who have been watching are aware that Hillary Clinton not only took classified information, which is why they raided Mar-a-Lago, Hillary Clinton not only stole classified information, Hillary Clinton destroyed classified information while under investigation and while federal authorities were asking for that information. Hillary Clinton destroyed it. You may recall this clip from way back in the day. Huge throwback. Hillary Clinton destroying classified information on CNN. How'd this even get broadcast?
4: somebody who is absolutely disqualified from becoming president. They destroyed blackberries with hammers in the State Department. That's not what That's, won the presidency. That actually, and that by Evan, the way, Evan, Evan, no, Evan, Evan. On. The Can you that? Hang on, hang that on, hang, on hang, hang on, hang on,
0: Evan Perez. Hammers, fact check that for me, please, on the fly.
2: Uh, yes, they did, Brooke. Uh, Thanks, as as, uh, <laughs> as did. you mentioned, there were uh, 13 devices, mobile devices and five iPads that uh, the FBI said that, you know, in some way were used with with her private email server. And they did, in some cases, just destroy them with hammers when they were done using them. She's that's, that's a she pretty forgot.
0: good way of just. Yo, did you see that news anchor? Did you see the bubble, how harsh the bubble is and how strong the bubble is? So there you have a news anchor on CNN. I can't remember her name, Brooke something. She's sitting there and Boris Epstein's going, Hillary Clinton destroyed classified information with hammers and with bleach bit. Hillary Clinton destroyed government property, classified information whilst under investigation. Donald Trump did not do a scintilla of this. Now, we're not saying Donald Trump did anything wrong. And the truth is that if you were listening to the legal scholars, the legal scholars say that Donald Trump is the president, classification, the power of, it emanates from the executive. A constitutional legal scholar will say, and this is why this will just absolutely be torn to tatters inside of the Clarence Thomas court, big ups to Clarence Thomas, throw it up, throw up, throw up your gang signs for my homie. Clarence Thomas court, not the John Roberts court, is the Clarence Thomas court. If they hear a case like this, then they will say, wait a second. I don't care what statute you have from whatever Epstein pedo judge that you were able to get this from, pedo judge defender. If you're defending Jeffrey Epstein, man, that's what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter who signed up, what kind of Disgusting deep snake, deep snake, deep state rat, you got to say you can go into Donald Trump's place, break into his safe. That's what they did. They broke into Trump's safe. Can you imagine? No, no, no. The Clarence Thomas Court will say hold on. The power of classification emanates from the executive. If the executive has it and is reading it, he is the one. There is nothing classified to the president. Nothing is classified to the president, although that doesn't mean that they have to tell the president everything you obviously you obviously saw that in operation crossfire hurricane they were investigating trump and they didn't even tell trump about it and this is why james comey had to go but there is nothing classified to the president understand this the president is the chief executive all power of the executive emanates from the president it's an incredibly powerful position because of the of obese growth and glut of the federal bureaucracy and so the fbi the doj all of it emanates from the president the power To work at those agencies, it comes from the president and the power of classification is the president and the president is classification. And so if Donald Trump is taking the documents and is removing them, he is declassifying them. This is constitutional. These aren't these aren't little statutes unknown. These uh, I see I see Mark Elias tweeting on, uh, you know, uh, Mark Elias, the corrupt Hillary Clinton, the absolute scumbag, filth, rat. Bill Dratt sitting there saying like, oh my God, this will mean that Donald Trump can no longer be president. <laughs> Job of the hut, you know, right? Job of the hut sounds. No, it doesn't because Donald Trump was the chief executive and Donald Trump has the classification power. So it's not even like Hillary Clinton, but yet Hillary Clinton did bleach bit, acid wash, and smash her devices with a hammer. And Rick Cornell just told us that they're going to drag Hillary Clinton back in, perhaps. Rick Cornell did not discount it. And by the way, Rick Cornell would be the person doing it. So it was the number one person to ask in America because Rick Cornell would undoubtedly be in charge of the DOJ, the FBI. Rick Cornell would be FBI director. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Get out and vote, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what's going to happen. Donald Trump had a vote last night from the American people. and They said, Donald Trump, you are the man. You are the person that we want. People showed up and people said, wow, even Megan McCain is melting down right now saying you are making Trump a martyr and you just handed him 2024 on a silver platter. Megan McCain tweeted it. You just handed Donald Trump 2024 on a silver platter because you are paranoid. You are panicking. And you are trying to stop him at anything, at any abuse of power. And Donald Trump responded. So far, Donald Trump has not been on camera responding about this. Donald Trump has not. He's issued a statement, but he hasn't been out and about responding to this. Donald Trump has posted a single time a visual asset as it pertains to this raid. Now, we've been debating on our team whether to show you the whole thing. But once we reviewed it, because it is a three minute long video, once we reviewed it, we said, this is gold. This is one of the most powerful things we've ever seen. This is Donald Trump's declaration that he will run in 2024 and what he's going to do about this. The American people are hungry for it. And so we must show it to you. Donald Trump posted a video on Truth Social that sent chills up our spine. Ladies and gentlemen, we will show this to you unedited and unencumbered by time. And you must watch it. You must see it. And you must know that this is Donald Trump's announcement that he is going to run and he's going to break the machine. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen, the most powerful thing we think Trump's ever posted. For your enjoyment and inspiration, go.
2: We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. (laughs) We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years, where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers and American citizens and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that, in many ways, has become a joke. But soon, we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb, there is no summit we cannot reach, there is no challenge we cannot beat, there is no victory we cannot have, we will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield, ever, 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 we will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down, we will never let you down, as long as we are confident and united. You know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again.
0: The best is yet to come, ladies and gentlemen, and let me give you a little bit of a sign-off information to those Republicans who are sitting there squishy and waiting and wondering whether they have the guts to sign off on a devastating blow to the deep state and the FBI and the criminal corrupt organization, the American Gestapo, that is our national federal police state. From Harmeet Dillon, one of the greatest lawyers living in America right now. The FBI, as currently constituted, has pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They actually manufactured it, spied on law abiding Americans, lied to the FBI FISA court multiple times, ignored Hillary Clinton's server escapades, ignored the Biden family criminal activity, even though they had Hunter Biden's laptop, persecutes journalists at Project Veritas, who she represents. Treats January 6th trespassers like terrorists. Goes after PTA moms and concerned parents. Ignores drug crimes at our borders. Allows drug cartels to operate freely inside the United States. And looks the other way when Larry Nassar serially abuses dozens of gymnasts. The FBI is currently being sued for hundreds of millions, I think maybe billions of dollars by the USA gymnastics team. Is there anything that they can do if you're sitting on the fence and you're wondering why we want to break up the FBI, why the FBI should be broken down and be given to other federal agencies? The elements and responsibilities of the FBI can be broken up and immediately given over to the federal marshals or other law enforcement agencies inside the federal government. The FBI itself, an executive order done by the pen can be undone by the pen the a, the next republican administration the next republican president didn't even need congress with the stroke of a pen you could be done with it the stroke of a pen the fbi has become a total disgrace and Merrick garland is so deeply lacking in judgment that he's unfit to serve as attorney generals americans deserve better than a shameful crew of criminals which is who is running our country right now christopher ray was so unafraid of the GOP that he sat before the Senate last week knowing this raid was about to happen, didn't answer a single question, even though great people on the Senate committee tried, Ted Cruz is one of them, and then told them he has to leave early to get on a private jet and to go to his vacation home. That is how unafraid they are of the GOP. Well, maybe it's time, ladies and gentlemen, maybe it's time to make them afraid. Maybe it's time, ladies and gentlemen, to practice oversight. Perhaps it's time to make these people afraid of the thing they fear the very most, being out of power. Notice how James Comey went from the powerful FBI director standing six foot, eight inches tall, wearing his little suits, to devolving into a frothing at the mouth, conspiracy theory, blue and on sycophant wearing his Biden-Harris shirt on his couch, doing nothing, languishing in squalor. That is what happens to these people when you rip power from them. It is time to rip them up root and stem. The leadership must go. Rick Grinnell paved the way. We have shown you where we are uh, in in this breaking news, and we will have further coverage for you tonight. Kerry Lake joins us live. Kerry Lake will be taking your questions live on this show, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tune in. You will see your questions live on screen. We will ask them your avatars, your name. You will be able to ask Carrie Lake any question you wish. We will take only your questions. That is because we are The Benny Show. The Benny Show, I'm just you, man. I'm a dude. I'm just a dude, okay? I'm not somebody who has a particularly high IQ, and I'm a guy who comes from Iowa. I was raised in cornfields and hog farms. I am a homie who is simply a guy who loves this country. That's it. That's it. Yo, I'm just a dude. That's it. That's what this show's about. This show's about you because you're just a dude. You're just an American who has a family. I got a couple kids. I got a wife. I got a house. I got a little company. I'm a small business owner. That's all I am. I'm you with the same people. And so you're going to be able to ask questions of Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, I will simply be the person who brings Carrie Lake on. I will read your questions. You can see your name, your avatar, your question on screen tonight, First of its kind. First ever, totally audience-driven interview. And it should be awesome. We encourage you to tune in. Carrie Lake should be on fire tonight. Please follow this page. And please follow uh, and like and share this video to keep uh, getting updates from us. Ring the bell if you're on YouTube. Please subscribe if you're on Rumble. Please share this video if you're on Facebook. God bless all of you. My name is Benny Johnson, and this has been a special edition of The Benny Show.